Yes, who's back, 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 back again, again. Senya's back, back, back. She bought a friend. Yeah, yeah. Senya's back. DeAndre's back. Senya's back. DeAndre's back. Ayo, ayo. Soft-boiled back. Ayo, ayo. <laughs> Hell yeah. What a what an intro from Yesenia. Ladies and gentlemen, clap it up. Clap it up. Applause. Yay. That's the one and only time you'll ever hear me sing. On purpose. <laughs> uh, but welcome back, everyone, to part two of... Uh, I don't even know what we're going to call it. It's like reflections, uh, a look back, two. Uh, the story of... <laughs> part two of uh, story time with DeAndre and Yesenia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I know for the listeners, it's been a whole seven days. For us, it's been a whole ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for those who are listening when this airs, which for us would be a week from two days from now, um, a lot of life things would have been happened to us, aka we would have been grossly drunk and grossly hungover with potentially needing our livers to be transplanted because, uh... My graduation party happened, and I graduated from Berkeley with my master's in social work, and I'm a first-gen graduate, let alone a first-gen, you know, college student in general, so it's a big freaking deal, and I'm very happy to have had DeAndre and the rest of the Ramen Raiders to celebrate with me. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's a really great way to just kind of kick off into what we were talking about last week, which was you know, figuring out what life was before Ramen Raiders and now what life is post Ramen Raiders, um, but specifically like post, you know, high school slash like community college um, life. Hell yeah, it's time for it's time to talk about uh, post high school Yesenia and DeAndre and time to figure out how this whole Ramen Raiders deal came to be. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Up next on Soft Boiled. Up next of what's happening in my gut. <laughs> you are now tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia. Your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Right now that Yesenia's guts have settled down, just a little bit. Just I'm drinking little. milk because I've been constipated, and hopefully this milk really does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, take some laxatives. I have nothing's coming out. Oh, then I don't. You may have a bigger problem. You could ask uh, Nurse Teddy what the problem is. Ted the Bayer, um. To report to the emergency room, Ted the Bear, report to the emergency room. Thank you. Uh, speaking you know of, damn well he's going to be listening to this while he's on his way to work. And then he's going to yeah. be like, no, I am not a nurse when I am off the clock. He's like, off duty, god damn it. Oh, but knowing him, he'll be on his way to work. So, Teddy, I know you're listening to this on your way to work. Hey, you're on duty, pal. Snap, snap. You said you need your help. Uh, but speaking of uh, Teddy um, and nurse, nurse practitioning and whatnot, uh, he 
uh, as have, I'm sure a lot of us all have very different uh, college experiences, even though we all sort of started out at the same community college, which is crazy to think about. But a few of us have gone off to, uh, you know, universities, big and better universities, whether they're local to the Bay Area or or Northern California or uh, wherever else. Did anyone go out of no uh, no few of us joined the military yeah 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 a few of us joined the military um one of us decided to go to the fucking deep north and the whole town of nowhere and decided to abandon all of us but we won't say any names yeah racistville but uh, uh <laughs> I mean yeah it's crazy it's crazy to think about that uh community college is kind of where uh I guess you could say the ramen raiders sort of i shouldn't say took form but the seeds were definitely being planted unbeknownst to any of us obviously uh mm -hmm. you know at the time we were just a a bunch of kids straight out of high school who were still hanging out like we never left high school um of course with some new additions along the way <clears throat> that's you um, but uh yeah a couple of additions that weren't there when we started high school or left high school and then started college but obviously by the end of the, uh the end of things uh even though we all had our different branching paths uh nice to know that uh some of the additions along the way because let's face it not everyone that got added to the group uh ended up staying in the group <laughs> yeah that's true um you did have some dropouts along the way but um you know hey for for better or for worse and i would definitely say for better uh shit the ramen raiders are what they are now for being honest yep uh so let's let's kind of let's kind of start this off uh so um the raiders most of us knew each other growing up in high school uh most of the raiders went to the same high school obviously i didn't um i'm sure that'll be a whole uh, episode we could get a lot of a lot of them together to talk about their high school experiences and whatnot uh so i can't really speak too much to the high school experience from their end however going into college that was really when i started hanging out with the group uh a, a shit ton more started going out to get food with them getting ramen with them hanging out at their houses uh playing video games uh doing pretty much everything with them Mm -hmm. uh that they are pretty much who i i that was my friend group and i didn't really think that they were gonna be coming out of high school because like i said i barely knew them but man college sort of like accelerated the growth of like all of our friendships it's it's pretty fucking wild and crazy it's crazy because we weren't even in community college for that long it was maybe what like three four years i would say after high school feel like uh, some of y'all yeah yeah some and i know some people stayed a little a little bit longer than others um but yeah our time in community college really wasn't it was about the same as high school for most of us if we're being honest and i know you came along what after the first year of community college is that right yeah because we all graduated high school 2013 right we're all yeah. class of 13 mm -hmm. um I I enrolled that fall to um, community college, but I didn't attend. I didn't start attending until the next year, so 2014. Gotcha. And I don't think, I don't know if it was fall of 2014 or spring of 2015 that I started hanging out with you guys. 
I'm going to see if I can pull up my transcripts, actually. Let me see if I can log in so I can see what semester that class was. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't I think it might have been fall semester. That, that I took I took a for those of you that don't know, I had taken a sociology class and it was fall semester because I had moved in with my dad. Um, and I remember I, I had met my friend Christy and I met her during spring break and her and I like clicked instantly and we were pretty much like inseparable. But she was going to the the local community college um, out in I don't even know what town that technically is over there um so i remember she was saying that like she had been in community college for years and just doesn't have focus or motivation so i i convinced her to switch so it was fall semester of 2014 but i took a sociology class and we had this project that we were supposed to do and me and my friend partnered up and we were in the library and uh, a ramen raider member adam or adim um him and another friend of ours they were partnered up and i think we like had asked them questions while we were in the library but then some random day i was sitting by myself in the quad area of our community college kind of where people eat snack just take a breather and adim was like hey yesenia what are you doing over there come hang out with us and i was like what and he was like yeah come like join us or come sit with us or something like that and so he like brought me into the group and I said hi to everybody literally as I'm like sitting down just kind of like saying hi to everyone he was like okay gotta go bye <laughs> and just <laughs> left me there <laughs> he just sort of dropped and you off like daycare literally yeah and, and and the rest was history um and that's how I that's how I met everyone. I, I specifically remember Ace. Uh I remember you for your fucking out of pocket having ass. Um I don't really remember anybody I remember um but I don't really remember meeting anybody else. Um but I know there was more folks there. I just I couldn't put names to faces at that time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, DeAndre, I, you want to share with the lovely people of the very first words you ever said to me? Um, if you remember them, I don't. It was a very explicit question. Uh, was that the first thing? That couldn't have been the first thing that I said. To it you. was literally the very first thing. It couldn't. You have said been. hi. We were talking about the faces that I think. Oh damn! My name drop. Fuck! I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to like bleep that that out. No, yeah, that's um, fine. I've I've got it. I've I've been keeping track. Cool. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, it was the the faces that Mars would draw on the seats, member. Uh huh. <laughs> and then I think we had a conversation about it, and then that's when you had like asked me like straight up. Okay. Yeah. Well, for the fine, for the fine folks listening, uh. <laughs> Uh, it's a good thing we're, that we haven't like blown up in popularity or whatever because this is like I guess quote unquote cancel worthy or whatever. Before you even say what you're gonna say, uh huh. If this was blown up, this is how we met. This is the story. I am not making apologies because you are not this person anymore, and I would never ask you to apologize to me because, in one way, shape, or form, you have. Even if it hasn't just blatantly been like, I'm sorry for saying this to you. 
but you have come such a long way, DeAndre, and I will always hype you up on how much you have changed as a person, but also have like grown as a man and as like an individual. So if we were to ever blow up, if this were to be in a spot in our lives where we were like, you know, trending or whatever, and people gave you shit for this, I 100% have your back, 100%, because people need to stop being so damn sensitive. But continue. Let them know what you told me. (laughs) With all that being said, uh, I straight up asked Yesenia, no hesitation. Uh, No hesitation. I was like, like, so Yesenia, uh, will you sit on my face? (laughs) And uh, oh boy. I just got I, for for I would keep it up for like weeks or months. I would always just get the straight up answer no. Yeah. Oh like, my god. <sighs> who you were then and who you are now are just so different people. It's hard to like it it's just so funny to think about. There was a time where you used to straight up be like, "Will you sit on my face? Can I eat your ass?" Hey girl, you look good, but you only look good. Like, just like the random shit you would say. <laughs> just to see if it would work. I mean, not specifically to me, but just like in general. Um, Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, those were, yeah. Uh, those were the Wild West times, honestly. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was one of those moments where I realized I had a lot of work to do. And um, I love a challenge. So I was like, I'm, I have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was what was like your first impressions of like everybody? Maybe not first impressions, but like as you got to know us, like what were like your thoughts and opinions on everyone? Like kind of like initially. Um, I don't. I mean, uh, for you, I was like, oh, this dude's hella ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I remember that. I remember thinking like. Like what a like what a group of nerds essentially, but not in this like I never want to hang out with you again. But more of like I don't have to pretend to not like these things because I think I did that a lot growing up, specifically like in high school. Um, like really suppress those interests of like Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, video gaming, things like that. Um, so it was really cool to to have a bunch of people who just felt like I think the biggest thing I can say is you all like what you like and don't apologize for it and it was the first time I was really around people like that um I remember thinking Merrick was way too popular for his own good um I remember thinking Mars was hella shy hella shy like what like I thought he was mute for a while yeah ace for sure i was like oh i'll I'll get along with him just fine um i don't really remember my first impressions of like the rest of the gang i remember meeting rika thinking she was a spoiled brat (laughs) she gave me little sister vibes and like not knowing she's like a little sister um but she gave me like I think because I was already in the space where I wasn't raising my own little sister anymore, I was like, oh, I cannot be around her because I'm going to feel the need to protect her. And that's kind of what happened with, like, some of her friend drama that she had. I remember feeling like, not Rika, like, I'm, I'll throw hands for her. Um, And, you know, obviously, it's not that severe anymore. Like, I don't see her, like, yeah, I still see her as a little sister, but it's not, like, the annoying little sister anymore. Yeah. Um. And 
yeah, I I think uh, I remember meeting like Sam and just feeling like I want her to tell me her deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> I think it's because I used to have this thing in high school where I would meet the sweetest of people and be like, cuss me the fuck out. I will give you 20 bucks to call me a whore. Like, tell me something like raunchy or dirty or just like be mean. And I think I had that same like inclination with Sam of like, I need to know what you sound like when you say the word fuck or like when you tell me like, Yesenia, go fuck yourself. Like, and you know, she's not really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember us instantly clicking. I thought uh, Lucera was like everything. Uh, she like just gave me all the like I'm ready to just do whatever it is we decide to do vibes she's down for whatever she's a good time um and yeah it was it was it was cool because it was like I didn't really have friends at that time when I met you all and then I meet a bunch of people who are themselves who hang out there's no drama and y'all just wanted to be around each other you know like genuinely wanted to hang out with each other and it felt really good yeah just a whole bunch of molly crew of nerds and shit just having a good fucking time and we were loud as fuck too we didn't give a fuck yeah we were loud (laughs) fucking taking up all the chairs all the tables (laughs) i felt bad sometimes because we our group would be so big uh and just so many chairs would be taken up by us i'm like damn look around I'm like there ain't nobody got no rust sitting <laughs> like oh oh fucking well i guess mm-hmm. and then i Ooh. remember over the course of those years uh we started uh heavily eating out more and more mm-hmm. uh you know i think that was really where i think a lot of us discovered uh our love for food uh, yep. we would constantly go out to eat uh whether it be places around the campus or near the campus, I should say. And then on our own, you know, on the weekends, uh, we, you know, go out and explore other eateries, food places, whatnot, destinations. And obviously one of those being ramen, that which is uh, absolutely named the Ramen Raiders. We used to find, uh, not find, but there was one spot. This is like the OG spot. This is kind of the spot that that we all sort of attribute our our taste for ramen budding at this place called it's no longer with us. Unfortunately, this place no longer exists, but it exists in our hearts. It's this place called Ishin. Uh, I think it's called ramen or Ishin ramen mm-hmm. it used to be in good old, uh, El Cerrito. Uh, Oh my God. This place was, this place is actually like really good. Like even among the places that we've been now, I, I, th- I think it would still be up there if I'm being completely honest. Uh, everything on their menu was pretty good. Their takoyaki was good. Their gyoza mm. was good. The edamame was good. The ramen was fucking good. And that was where I discovered my love for like miso and tonkatsu and spicy stuff. Uh, used to, we used to love, we used to go there quite a bit, actually. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and it, it, it broke, it broke all of our hearts to hear that, uh, Ishin is, uh, no longer with us. Um, and I know there was a ramen place in its place for like a year or two. And that mm-hmm. place was trash from what I understand. <laughs> I don't remember um, if I've gone to it. 
I don't think I've been to it either, but uh, I think Mars said he's been like once or twice and he said he didn't like it. So, and then now, unfortunately, that place went under. I think now it's maybe just a a noodle house, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I haven't been to that location in uh, quite a while. You know, come to think of it, I think the last time I remember going to Asian was remember that one time I tried to teach you how to dance bachata? Oh, I do remember that. Yes. I think that's the last time I went with y'all. Yeah, I remember that very. Yeah. <laughs> I have videos of it actually. It's pretty do hilarious. You? Oh my god. Um we'll have to do like a one of these days on the either the soft boiled Instagram page or the Ramen Raiders Instagram page with consent and you know of of course because there's more than DeAndre um in the video. Um maybe post a little snippet of it of like before and after. I'll try to have you dance bachata this weekend to see how much you've progressed <laughs> over the years. Oh boy, yeah. See if my two left feet uh, don't fail me. Yes, that was a really good spot. I remember the first time I went. I don't remember who I. I know for sure Ace was there. I feel like it was Ace, and Merrick, to be quite honest, and maybe Sam. Um, but I remember never having ramen before, and all of a sudden just craving the taste of ramen. Like I really wanted a good bowl of ramen soup. And I had never had it before, but I was craving it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then we finally went and all my cravings were satisfied. And because I loved that place so much, I would go like once a week. Oh, wow. It was expansive, but it was worth it. Yeah, you can never put a price on good food, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And from there, we sort of branched out. Um, it started exploring more uh spots around the Bay Area. Now we kind of have our own like uh we all we all have like our own favorite spots, our own favorite bowls, favorite uh appetizers, takoyaki, favorite karage, favorite mm-hmm. this, favorite that, favorite broths, favorite styles, spice levels, all that. Now we've like ascended. You know, we're on that we're on the next plane of existence now when it comes to ramen. Now the next goal, literally, uh, yeah, the, the goal next for us plane. Now. Because some of us have tried the best ramen in the world from the original source in Japan, while others have had it in New York. Yeah, so now I think the goal, the next goal for us would be to go to New York and try this Ichiran place because one of us has had it and they say it's like the best ramen ever. And obviously, the ultimate goal is to get over to Japan one day and try try some spots over there. So. uh yeah, stick around in a few years. It might be a Ramen Raiders vlog from Japan. Ramen Raiders Raid Japan coming. Ramen Raiders Raid Japan for our Dirty 30. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. I'm going to be 30 in a few years. It's fucking... Because we'll all be 30 in 2025. I think we should all do one big, huge birthday trip to Japan. All for our own 30th birthdays. I mean, not like... I mean, like, all together. Not for each person's birthday. Yeah, that's like, way individually. <laughs> I gotta get back on this damn plane. Who's turning thirty now? We'll literally imagine if we did that. We would be going for like teddies, and then like we get off the plane just to go back onto the plane for yours. For mine, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Ooh, shit. <clears throat> That'd be wild. But uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that was also when my own food palette started expanding because I'm. I don't think I've ever really had anything outside of Mexican food up until like I met y'all. So it was very much like, I mean, I've had sushi. 
Um, but even then, I don't like raw fish. I get very squeamish when it comes to raw anything. I don't like cooking chicken or even cooking like raw red meat because I get really squeamish about it. I'll eat it if somebody else cooks it, but if I cook it, I won't eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I met y'all, and we, we, we obviously had ramen, but y'all also introduced me to other types of food and just opened up my overall like food palette with flavors and just different like types of food different types of drinks like boba it took me a while to get into boba but now that i know what i like i like it a lot more um and just other types of like teas and stuff um i would say just in general i think it's nice to have people who are not picky with their food and are down to try anything um because it just makes the experience a whole lot better and you know we're grown-ass people we don't always like what we eat um but we also don't let one another starve so if there's something that a person doesn't like like we figure it out which i also really appreciate there's no judgment of like you don't like it then you know you're not eating it or like you know what i mean there's i feel like i feel like sometimes people pass judgment of like well don't let your food go to waste and blah 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 and yeah so it's it's really cool to just be able to be like yeah this was not my favorite and then people are like okay like get something that is going to be your favorite like get something that you know is going to satisfy your craving or whatever yeah it's crazy that you brought up the other the other uh ways that your palate has been brought in with like boba and stuff because yeah now that you say that i was like oh yeah because i never really ate korean barbecue before either or like hot pot before uh i met these guys um Mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of a lot of things that you know my eyes have been open to same with like like certain filipino foods you know i've never grew up around filipinos until i lived in california um like you say you grew up around a lot of mexican food i grew up around a lot of you know black food like soul food fried fried food you know that kind of stuff mostly american food Mm -hmm. and then i started exploring you know different cultures and cuisines and whatnot and now i very much know what i like and what i'm into and stuff and i'm still exploring you know i still am very much uh like open to trying uh tons of things uh as long as they don't fucking freak me out like fucking bullet or something like that but (laughs) (laughs) would you eat cow testicles yes i would i would actually i would eat testicles i would i want to try i think uh, is it cow testicles or is it bull testicles i forget are you talking about rocky mountain oysters because that's because that's that's bull that's bull testicles is that what it's called yeah um it's like a i don't know what the dish is yeah i mean i know that's what it's called in english i don't know what it's called in spanish but yes basically okay yeah i i would i would i would eat bull testicles hell yeah i hear they're hella good yeah i've I've had a bite of it 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 took a while to get used to the consistency but um it was pretty good the way that they they uh marinated it and seasoned it it was really really good um uh, well real quick uh Speaking of like, like not even exotic foods, but like you know, uh, cultural foods. I remember uh, <laughs> this is fucking crazy. I, I'm gonna kind of put her on blast, but I hate her for this. My fucking cousin. Um, I went out when we went out to Mississippi. Me and my mom went out to Mississippi for uh, my cousin's wedding last year, and we went. We were at the hotel. It was a nice hotel. Fucking, we were out in the middle of nowhere, in, in but fucking nowhere, Mississippi. And but they were next to uh this, uh, 
telling you, Sydney, this bomb-ass Italian restaurant, bro. Oh, my God. I went there on my own. I ventured, I ventured there on my own one morning because I was fucking hungry. I think it was the day after the wedding. I was just like, fuck, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get me something to eat. Went over there. Got me some bomb-ass uh, Italian food. But uh, I remember, I think it was that night or maybe the night after, uh, there was uh, like a seafood place, like one of those like bag of crab um like what bowling crab places mm-hmm. uh i just i just went in there and got me a little, little calamari thing i wasn't really that hungry mm-hmm. and my auntie is on the phone with with my cousin her daughter and 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 i come back in the car and she's like oh uh, my auntie's like oh what'd you get i just got some oh, i just got some calamari i'm on speakerphone and mm-hmm. my cousin's like she's like he got what <laughs> and it, and it's like my mom and my auntie are like calamari and she's like what's that I was like, I was like, what are you fucking? I was like, you don't know what calamari. And they were like fried squid, and and then she was like, ooh no. <laughs> and I was I was like in my head I'm like, God, you don't it, you don't know what fried squid is? Like what? <laughs> and and like calamari isn't even that crazy of a dish, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's just crazy to me that uh that people live somewhere their whole lives and they don't know the world is so much bigger than where they live you know like i'm actually i'm i'm very happy that i got out of the south because i know the very south the the south the very south the south um the people that live there have no clue about the world around them it's it's fucking strange you know people that live there old people that live in the south have never lived anywhere in their entire lives it's fucking insane to think about that even just like calamari is like a such a foreign concept to them, but it's available at like almost every seafood restaurant you go to. It's fucking insane. And yeah, like, I'm super used... happy that you guys have opened up my horizons to a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, calam. I I never realized calamari was squid until I was like maybe twenty one, twenty two. Um, I just thought they were little like fried pieces of chicken. I guess I don't know. I was very. I remember being very shocked that it was squid. But apparently as a baby, I used to just snap, not like raw, but not a baby baby, but like as a toddler with teeth and able to eat food like this, um, I used to snack on uh, cooked octopus tentacles, I think it was, or some type of tentacles. Um, That used to be my shit when I was young. I used to love it. Don't know if I would- uh, you can, but that's not how I would eat it. I would oh, literally, I think I would get it at like restaurants or my mom would cook it sometimes, but it would literally just be like the tentacle itself. Oh, like just, no, oh, no breading, okay. no crumbs, no deep frying, just like cooked, like just, just as is. Um, and I would eat it and you know, I mean, yeah, I, sometimes if we're feeling fancy, we'll put it in ceviche, but now we just, we only use shrimp and like crab or imitation crab for ceviche and i actually we haven't used imitation crab in a long time i think we just use shrimp for our ceviche now i do love me some shrimp i ain't gonna lie mm-hmm. i do like a good ceviche too but see like even that i know that's not really something i feel like a lot of us did prior to us hanging out <laughs> i think a lot of us have opened our food horizons because of each other and like i said it's it's nice to have the experience with people who aren't going to judge you for things you don't like or the things you do like also staying on the food subject same thing with like alcohol because we all have different tastes in alcohol and what we like 
Uh, although I think we're all pretty much in unison when it comes to Hennessy. That shit is fucking gross. Um, 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 Hennessy is gross. I was going to try to dispute that, but no. I was literally about to throw up thinking about the times <laughs> that I've thrown up from Hennessy. No, yeah, Hennessy, I can't. I don't know how people uh, just... They, I'm not they, young anymore. My liver can't take it no more. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think it's also cool that, like, yeah, we all have, like, our own, like, different alcohol tastes and whatnot. Uh, I know uh, Mars is, a, like, a huge beer guy. He loves his Sapporo whenever he can mm-hmm. get it. Or, like, I love my, my Smirnoff Ices whenever I can get those. Ace loves his um, Fireball. Oh, yeah. Fireball. Do, 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 woo, woo. I love my tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex is just a mastermind in making drinks all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all come from different walks of life when it comes to food, but even on alcohol, like, it's the same thing. Um, And, you know, I think on top of, like, food, I think even within the past few years, it's been really cool to get to a point where... I think for a while, for a while, no, for for many years, uh, I think it's like no secret to everybody. For some reason or another, I ended up getting really close with Merrick. Um, and I know it's a thing where like, if y'all want to invite me places, you would have Merrick contact me or be like, hey, is this Anya going? Merrick, you ask her. Um, I feel like Merrick was a point person for me for quite some time. Um, and it's it's really cool this past year and i think actually more since he uh moved away but like getting to develop my own relationships with all you guys because and that's something i want to work on even more over this past year which was one of my new year's resolutions for the um ramen raiders podcast we talked about that um and that was just me really figuring out ways to form my individual relationships with you guys and like, I know we had, like, our friend date, and we're doing our podcast now, and, like, the time we get to spend together, I just learn more about you, and, you know, now I can just text you directly instead of having, like, a third party text you to ask something, and I'm sure vice versa, like, you probably feel way more comfortable texting me directly now instead of having to go through somebody else. Um, but not only that, I think something that I've valued so much over the past, like, two years is like when y'all text me individually to ask me about like advice or to vent or something. And I'm not going to like obviously call any of y'all out, but there's one person specifically. He's like come to me about some like pretty heavy shit. And I wouldn't say we're not close. I just think like during the time he did that, I thought he would maybe go to somebody else. But it just like meant so much to me that he like texted me to be like hey i'm kind of struggling with some stuff and could like really use a friend to talk to and like it it was one of those moments where it made me realize like oh fuck you senya like they care about you a lot more than you realize um and you know they like trust you and i think that's pretty cool when it comes to our friends is like yeah we talk shit and you know we are obnoxious as a group and I think individually we all have created our own friendships and connections that are equal across the board. Um, at least the way that I view it is like, I don't have favorites in this group. I for sure have favorites at different times, but like, you know, I think it's pretty cool that I, if I'm struggling with something, I can go to literally any single one of you. And I know y'all would be there for me. 
<clears throat> exactly. It's always important to have that uh, a camaraderie, you know, call upon anybody and, you know, we'll be there for you. And not just, and it doesn't just go for you, it goes for everybody in the group. You know, we all pull each other up and, you know, stand side by side as equals and whatnot. Fucking love um, As someone who's, you know, been with the group a lot longer than I have, what would you say is, like, something you've noticed that has changed about the group dynamic now in days versus, like, maybe, like, high school days? Uh, I think easily it's the fact that of how of how comfortable we all are around each other. Like, we we share laughs, we share tears, we share, you know... <laughs> we should, some of us share more than others like like if i'm fucking someone i'm like hey i'm fucking this girl you want to see a picture that kind of thing <laughs> like wait how... you did that i wouldn't i wouldn't like show nudes or anything like that oh, okay not 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 like nothing explicit like that but it'd be like oh like it, it'd be like oh yeah i'm fucking this girl and then and then a month later it'd be like nah i do nah, me and her on the thing anymore but i'm fucking this new girl now and, you know it'd, it'd be sort of like that you know it it, it 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 i think that would be the big thing is uh, the biggest thing that's changed over the years is just our comfortability uh around each other is like at an all-time high and i say this because uh and i'm sure we'll talk about this on simmering uh <laughs> we'll talk about this on simmering i'm sure but uh, at th- uh this past weekend at fanime there was a um there's this thing called silver island and it's it's the 18 and up uh, adult section of the con that they have separate at a separate hotel uh and a group of us a pretty like good sized group of us went i think everybody went actually and uh we all sat in on two separate occasions sat in a room full of us and some strangers and we all watched hentai together <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> To say that we are just in this for the long haul is an understatement at this point. Friends who watch hentai together stay together. Yeah, because I wouldn't just be watching hentai with a group of strangers and my friends. I wouldn't just be doing that with anybody. I have to like... (laughs) It takes takes some special people to get me to watch porn with anybody else. But I'm glad I could share (laughs) that experience with uh, some of... Some of my best friends. I wish, you know, more more of us could have been there. But, you know, hey, next year, we're going to be mobbing deep <laughs> at Silver Island. Oh, yeah. I I still can't believe y'all did that. When y'all, when y'all came back and were talking about it, I was like, what the fuck? What did I miss? Oh, yeah, that was that was a time. I, 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 I kind of knew what to expect. I mean, because like, it's exactly what it sounds like. You know, there's a bunch of... It's just a, and it's not like a huge like thing like the con. It's, it's sort of just like a small, like a small, uh, like uh, I don't know, like a side room at the hotel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they just had a bunch of vendors there. They were selling prints and all that stuff, keychains that were like pretty lewd and whatnot. There was a stand that had uh, dildos, uh, but not like your average dildos. I mean, these dildos had like corkscrews in them, and they were veiny and they were weirdly mm-hmm. shaped and whatnot. Probably could could destroy any mortal mortal person if you try to put them inside you type of thing but 
Yeah, that was that was an experience. And then uh, I remember at one point they had like anime, uh, hentai anime music video section. We didn't stay. We didn't watch that, but uh, yeah, the hentai was definitely a ride. I'm fucking weak. You know, just the fact that we got to a place in our friendships where it's like, hey, you want to go watch this thing tonight? Yeah, let's go. Um, that's also another thing that I would say, like post college um and getting to like where i am right now i think being able to be done with school and finally being able to be in a space where i get to hang out with you guys more makes my heart happy um i I talk about y'all in therapy i talk about y'all to pretty much everybody is like you guys are my safe people you know but after i left community college when i graduated i moved like up north almost um for undergrad and it was rough living up there because when i like won in the midst when trump run presidency and being a brown woman in a white town that's conservative in the height of america's current outward racism i want to say because it's always been racist but now it's more acceptable to be racist right Mm -hmm. um it was shitty and there were so many times that i wanted to just leave everything and um just not finish but one of the members of the ramen raiders wrote me a graduation card letter thing and i would read it to myself like almost every single day uh while i was up there because it sucked and then you know moving back home and just being able to like navigate what i wanted to do in my life really just to say it sucked is an understatement. Like, it was rough. It was, even the past three years of grad school, it just, oh, my world got flipped upside down in more ways than one. Um, but it was really nice to know that the core of people who I just look to for, like, fun, who I look for laughter, who I look for for the comfort, like, y'all were still there. And if I didn't have you guys, I don't think I probably would have finished school. I think... I wouldn't have done a lot of things in life because having people who care about you definitely impacted the way that I continued growing as an adult. Um, but also like it makes me want to just make more money so we can continue doing cool things together. Hey, hell yeah. Like, you know, I know one of our friends right now is, isn't currently employed and we're talking about like trying to do a ramen's Raider trip before the end of the year. And I'm like, once I start this big girl job, like, I don't care who I have to pay for. Like, I want us to have a good vacation, even if it's just for a weekend, you know. Uh, <clears throat> staying staying with you for a second. Uh, I know you've mentioned before uh, you are a newly graduated uh, student. Is that? I don't know. Newly graduate? Yeah. A new graduate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> new graduate. Yeah. It's still very fresh in your in your memory banks. Uh, we watched your live stream; that was funny. Uh, we loved your speech. <clears throat> well, we had to get a lit in the chat and shut some people down. I was talking some shit, but uh, how uh, how was your experience going through undergrad and then going into grad school? Because I know, like I I know nothing about you know college life or university life or anything like that so uh like what was like your experiences going through that going through those undergrad then graduate 
And then now, like you said, first gen graduating from a very prestigious university. Yeah. Um, I think so to kind of start off, I, I am first gen, which means I had to navigate everything on my own. Um, I didn't have anybody I can ask, you know, how do I sign up for classes? How do I register? How do I apply for financial aid? How do I make sure financial aid gets applied to my, you know, student debt, whatever, my student account, whatever. Um, a lot of it was me just trying to figure things out as I go. So in undergrad, I literally found my roommate in the house or the apartment that I lived in through Craigslist, which was sketchy because the college that I went to was, it was only two and a half hours away, but two and a half hours. Well, I guess from now where I live, it's like three and a half hours away. But, um, being from the Bay area where all you see is people of color and I mean, people of every color versus going to a town where you see nothing but white folks is quite a big difference. Yeah. And I think something that was really cool about the process was learning how a lot of people from L.A. actually go to this college because it's so different from growing up down south. Um, And I mean, down south of California. Um, So once I was able to find like my Hispanic community, I felt more connected but i think it was really rough just trying to figure out what i'm supposed to be doing so my first year of undergrad after i transferred was taking classes that yeah i needed but i didn't necessarily have to take um luckily those classes still counted towards my degree but they also counted for a minor so i don't think anybody else knows this i don't really share it so i got my degree in psychology But I actually minored in gender and sexuality, um, which I can technically give trainings for like, you know, like the gender spectrum, the gender scale, gender affirming um, trainings, um, questions about like sexuality, sexual orientation, like safe sex practices, like all of these things, um, which is pretty cool. Um, Some people have asked me a lot of questions around the things when they find out that I have that minor. Um, And then the certificates of like being able to give trainings on it. But like I said, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to take those classes. I was reading this whole little thing that's on their website wrong. Uh, It's like this outline that tells you what classes you're supposed to take to how to how to get to your 60 units or something like that. Um, It was false information, but I graduated. (laughs) So I guess at the end of the day, I figured it out. Um. But that was that's basically been the theme of my whole academic career post high school is I'll figure it out because I think both my parents graduated high school and that was pretty much it. And they didn't graduate high school. Technically, they got their GEDs way later, but um, they didn't know what it was like to apply for colleges or do any of that because they didn't do it, you know. So I had to figure it out on my own. When I moved back from undergrad, I started working for a nonprofit here in the Bay Area. I think I was only working for like a year, maybe not even a year yet. And then I applied for grad school because my coworker had applied for grad school. We were coworkers, but we were we were also friends. And so I applied to USC and I applied to Berkeley. And when you 
apply for like a grad school program, but sometimes when you apply for like state schools outside or after high school, you have to write like a personal statement essay talking about yourself and why you should be going, why they should choose you to go to their school. Um, it's a little easier if you go to community college and then transfer to a state school. You can avoid all that nonsense um, for some schools at least. But when I was writing my personal statement or like, I think it's called like a statement of intent. I pretty much just wrote a sob story on how my cousin was murdered and growing up in a low income house in a very poor neighborhood impacts the way that like I see the world. But also it makes me just want to like have people understand that just because you grow up in certain areas doesn't mean you are these stereotypes. Um, So I got into both. I originally was attending USC, hated it. And I switched to Berkeley thinking it would be a better experience because I can go to school in person. And then the world shut down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What a time. Good old COVID-19. Yeah. So, you know, we all thought we were going to be at home for like, what, maybe a month max. Nope, that's not what happened. Um, So I ended up attending my first year of grad school during the pandemic and it was wild because i'm getting to meet these 18 people in my cohort online for the first time and we pretty much stayed online for like a year but i will say the big difference between grad school and undergrad was like feeling like i had something to prove at berkeley because of the reputation of berkeley and at chico i didn't have that at all i think the only thing i felt like i had to prove was like I'm Mexican and I'm proud and not feeling sorry about it. Because again, that was when Trump won his presidency. So there was a lot of more outward racism that was happening more than I've ever experienced in life. Um, And yeah, I think with Berkeley and being a grad student, I've said this countless of times. I might have said this before on the soft boiled. I might have said it on simmering. I've said it on my graduation speech. Um, We really brought the work that we were doing out in the field into the classroom to make sure the curriculum was up to par with what we were facing in social work. Um, The program I did was a part-time program. So we were already doing the work that like Berkeley did not prepare us for the work. We literally brought the work to the classroom to test out, to see if what they're teaching students is literally what they're going to experience out in the field. Most of the time it wasn't. Um, and, you know, it It made me realize for it being a prestigious school, it has a lot of progressing to do. Um, people really see Berkeley as like a progressive school. And don't get me wrong, on the outside it is. Um, but on the inside, it, it needs a lot more work to be done. It's stuck in like the 80s is what it seems like, which is kind of sad to say. But I will say my experience throughout the whole thing was like, I'm one badass bitch because I figured it out. I got I got it done, you know, and I now have the privilege of being in a position where like if you wanted to go back to school, I literally could walk you through your whole application, financial aid, how to make the most out of, you know, where you're going to go and your program, but also how to fucking get the government to pay for your schooling with Rika, with fucking Merrick, with whoever like I have knowledge now that is so useful for people if they ever wanted to go back or if they ever wanted to continue pursuing their education. 
I have an inside scoop, essentially. I may not know everything, but I know where to start. I know what questions should be asked. Um, And also, like, I went through grad school with government assistance, and I'm not ashamed of it, because no one should have to choose between eating a meal or having their rent paid. No one should have to choose between having their lights on or eating a meal. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many ways to have financial assistance throughout your time in your educational career that you should not have to feel stressed out about money. And I don't care who you are, what you stand for, especially with everything going on in the fucking politics right now with like the Republicans trying to strip away hella shit just to fucking decrease the debt, the national debt. I don't know if you've heard about that. That could be a conversation for a different day. But I'm just like, imagine being a person who feels like people deserve to starve, deserve to be homeless, deserve to not have warm water or lights on in their house just so they can get an education. Like, it fucking baffles me. Even my cat's in the background talking shit right now, too. Um, so, yeah, I think I get to be in a really cool position where now if I'm out working in you know the social work field, if anyone has questions about it, like I have knowledge and I think that's a fucking dope ass privilege to have and it makes me feel very fortunate it makes my mom proud um i hope the rest of my family is also proud of me too i know y'all are proud of me and it's also like yeah it makes me feel like a fraud sometimes though too (laughs) well uh at least you're one of the few people uh that are actually very lucky lucky and fortunate and privileged to get to do something that you legitimately actually want to do. Uh, you know, you went to school for social, social, uh, social, work. social yeah. work. Yeah. You went to school for social work and now you're actually, you know, getting to work in social work after you graduate and get your degree and everything. So I think that's like, even in at least in my opinion, that's like also the, the cherry on top, you know, not a lot of people can say they went to school, got the degree and are getting a job in the field that their degree is in. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of people I know who are like in the tech industry right now who got degrees in tech, but they didn't get jobs in tech or are struggling to get jobs in tech. Um, Especially out here in the Bay Area, because a lot of tech companies are cutting back and laying off people left and right in droves. Fucking Amazon did it. Microsoft did it. Apple did it. Facebook did it. Uh, no, any company you could think of, they did it, and, and they're still cutting back. It's like you think it's done, like no, it's still going on. So, yeah, the I think yeah, right now is like kind of volatile at the moment. As unfortunate as that sounds, I remember hearing that tech companies were also relocating out of California. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, it's also true mm-hmm. because it's a lot cheaper everywhere else. Obviously, yeah, which I'm hoping insane. that kind of happens because that means the rent in the bay area will go down yeah they're all going to texas and now texas is getting more expensive yeah you know, a lot well of texas you know people in austin especially like austin texas austin is such a booming city it's been a booming metropolis for the last like decade or so and uh you know all the when everyone was leaving california during covid guess where they all went or most of them went it was either it was either Austin, Dallas, or Idaho. Yeah, well, <laughs> I seen this thing on TikTok the other day that was like, uh, all things that move to Texas go there to die. And then it was that thing of SpongeBob 
uh, it was that scene of SpongeBob where Squidward goes to the cemetery, and it says, "Here lies Squidward's oh, yeah. hopes and dreams." <laughs> Uh, but it says here lies Texas's home hopes and dreams. Oh my god! Um, and not to the people of Texas, uh, the politics of Texas, as as well as the rest of the country, are just fucking ridiculous right now. Um, yeah, I just, you know, that movement of tech moving out of California, it makes me happy because all of the freaking people we moved out of the Bay Area, we forced out of their homes because of gentrification and the rise of the tech industry is just disgusting but also or and also i should say um it makes me sad to think how a lot of people are not going to be able to afford to move back to the bay area but it's also like people who move out of california a lot of them cannot move back to california yeah like it's it's a very sad reality of California is way too freaking expensive that people move out of state to try to save money to maybe one day get a house here and they just like cannot afford to move back, which says a lot about our economy. Um, but it's just it's wild to me. And it's like one of those things that I said in, in our last episode, like I would love to buy a house, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy one here, but I know it would be a lot better for me and my values and my opinions, my work, the work that I want to do is more rooted in a place like California than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. It, it becomes a, a, at a certain point, it does become like, what do I value more? Do I want to, do I value a house over like a career or anything like that. And especially like if you want to, you know, like we were talking about in the last episode, you want to have kids, you know, how feasible would a house and kids, you know, be in California, even like, you know, even with a supportive partner and everything, like it's extremely difficult. Like I know, I know tons of people that, you know, rely heavily on their uh, parents' help for, you know, financial support and, it's it's in it's it's fucking crazy to think about um like i i really do think like if you're anyone below the age of like 25 like living on their own in like an apartment or something even like a small apartment in california is just the rent prices are insanely ridiculous and like i just i look at people doing it on their own and i'm like i don't know how you're doing this but props to you you know (laughs) yep even me just like thinking about you know post-grad life um you know my my living situation is going to change here in a few months and i'm just like do i move out into my own place can i afford my own place should i move back home for a bit and save and you know decrease my debt and what i owe and pay off my car and then you know that's more money in my pocket like you know trying to weigh out those options and it's I, as, as much as I love home, I also don't want to move home. You know, yeah. I want to move back to the area. I just don't want to move back in with my family. Um, and to my family, like, I love you guys. Just, I love being away from you guys and having my own space so I can be me and not have to apologize for that. Yeah, your family shouldn't, should be like your safety net. They shouldn't be your crutch. Yeah. Or, stressor (laughs) yeah Um, and you know i I love my mom but we live we work so much better 
as um, our relationship uh, works so much better with us living apart. Uh, uh, I, hmm. I guess uh, we are we are coming up a little bit on time, but I do want to kind of round out the conversation at hand with uh, what do each of us have in store for the future? You being post-grad, me not graduating or doing much of anything, but, you know, living, living life the best as I can. Like what, what's in store for, for each of us in terms of, I don't know, work, study, uh, career, leisure, um, you know, job, everything, anything. Uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I know we didn't really touch on it before, but uh, I'm sure a lot of you, if you've listened to Simmering or maybe a couple of other uh, Simmering episodes, uh, I am a streamer. Uh, took a break for the past like two months just because uh, I got really behind on financials. So that took a, that kind of took a toll on me like mentally because I was like stressed about my financial situation. Uh, and it also kind of led to me... Um, being neglectful in my health not to mm -hmm. say that like i'm you know fucking you know gonna be like 300 pounds or whatever but um but uh i i like stopped working out uh i like put on a couple pounds and, like, i kind of hate my body right now i kind of hate the way i look right now so but now that uh i'm in a much better financial situation starting this month um if i you know planned all of my bills out uh according to my uh what my paychecks would be looking like from work for the next uh six months like i would know, be a, in a much better financial situation so i'll be able to go to the gym more uh i won't have to stress about money and bills and, and whatnot so i can stream more i'll be starting up streams uh well by the time this comes out i would have already started my streams back up uh twitch.tv forward slash fully wolf catch me on twitch don't have a schedule yet but uh uh come stick around hang out enjoy some games with me uh me and the raiders on occasion uh i am also a wrestler uh wrestling uh predominantly out of the bay area in northern california uh, i've got some merch being made uh gonna have some more t-shirts coming your way hell yeah hell yeah and uh of course you know whatever adventures the the raiders and i decide to go on whether that be more conventions more vacations uh you know more whatever shenaniganery we get into you know uh yeah. you know hopefully everybody listening will be there with us every every single step of the way uh oh and of course you know concerts lots and lots of concerts that i somehow as as financially uh, unstable as I am, I will always have money for concerts. I don't know how that's fucking possible. Fucking every band under the sun that I know this year is fucking touring. Metallica, Ghost, Avenged Sevenfold, Anthrax, Turnstile, uh, Corn, Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse. Every fucking band that I like is on somehow on tour this year, and I have money for almost all of them. It's in the fucking saying and when this episode comes out uh i would be not 
at the time this comes out, but the day this comes out, I would be on a plane going to LA to watch Avenged Sevenfold, uh, their very first show of their their tour they starting for this new album that just came out that dropped last week at the time of this dropping. So yeah, so it's, it's you know, I've got so many adventures coming up. Are they not coming to the city on their tour? They are not. The closest they are getting is Aftershock in Sacramento. So I Damn. guess that would be their that would be their uh Northern California stop. Damn. That's but tragic. You got to go all the way down there. I mean, I'm seeing them twice. I'm seeing that they're good. I'm see, I'm going to Aftershock. They're going to be there, so I'm going to see them twice anyway. Got it. I just really love Avenged Sevenfold. You know, I travel. I travel <laughs> for the bands that I love. I'm going to LA twice this year. I'm going to see Metallica down there too. So, look at you, yeah, living little, your best life per usual. Yeah, a little traveler over here. Uh, but what's 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 going on uh, post grad life for you? Um, post grad life. Well, I guess by the time this episode airs, I will be packing and getting ready for my trip to Puerto Rico. I'm going to go for two weeks with my roommates and my bestie as a post grad gift to ourselves. Uh, we both graduated from the same program and the same, uh, cohort, things like that. And the same field. Literally, we both got jobs at the same agency. Um, with that, we got jobs at the same agency, so I will be a therapist uh, once we come back from Puerto Rico. Um, working full-time, I get my weekends back, thank the Lord. Um, working retail was not always the funnest, <laughs> especially on the weekends. Um, so I'm looking forward just to finally be back in the field doing what I love doing, serving my community. Um and I mean, Dean, maybe you can help me work on my persona a little bit, but I officially have everything I need to start streaming. Oh, yeah. So I kind of want to figure out a way to start kind of rolling out streaming on Twitch. Um, I think something that holds me back a lot is like, I will be in the realm of therapy and I wouldn't, I have like this anxiety around patients or clients of mine seeing you know my twitch or you know on listening to my po the podcasts um and i think something that my therapist told me was like i'm still a human i'm not just a therapist and i still have my interest that i have every single right to indulge in and i love being on this podcast with you and i want to start streaming because i do love the games that i play and if i can make some extra cash on this side like you know, that literally will either help me pay off my student loans or that will help me go to the concerts I want to go to or travel to the places I want to travel to. Um, so, yeah, that's in the works. I have everything. I just got to figure out a game plan for it. You know, real quick, uh, I think uh, something that would be cool for you um, since you are like a social worker, it could. And I know you want to keep like work and play separately but i think it would be cool if like maybe like once every other like week or something or friday night or saturday night or whatever you do maybe like a one hour like like a what is that what was that thing called in like in the newspaper it's called like ask abby or something like that where you mm -hmm. just like take questions um it, like they could be about anything and you just like give advice or something and it could be like anything from anything from like fun topics to like you know deep emotional subjects or whatever or you know you can tailor tailor however you want but like i don't know you being a social worker i think that could like 
really you know that could probably be a thing you know i don't know like i said it's up to you you uh you can you tailor your streams however you want you know it's literally your your baby your playground that would be a really cool idea actually like a like a random day of the week just being able to do something along you know what dean we're gonna talk about that i like that idea um but yeah other than that just moving back home towards the end of this year and hopefully figuring out this ramen raiders retreat trip before the year ends um not looking forward to too much i think if anything just looking forward to finally getting my life back working a full-time job having my weekends off not being in school and not being stressed out about homework. <laughs> oh yeah, those days are over. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and thank you, Jesus, for another fantastic episode of Soft Boiled. We made it in two hours. And thank you to our listeners who not only sat through part one last week, but sat through part two this week. Um Hopefully these past two episodes gave you a little bit more insight to Dean and I and just who we are as people, who we are, you know, in terms of like the ramen raiders, um, but also who we are in terms of the soft boiled podcast. Uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. Um, don't forget to check out DeAndre with his new streaming schedule and his new streams coming out twitch.com nope twitch.t fuck i fucked up already dean take it away <laughs> uh yeah what she said uh, i've got streams coming out uh yesenia's got streams uh on the way be on the lookout for that you can stay tuned uh to all of our socials uh soft uh instagram is soft.boiled Mm, uh, underscore soft boiled underscore it's ramen dot raiders that's what i was thinking. ramen dot raiders yes. underscore soft boiled yes that's what it is i get those two confused all the time um but hey uh yesenia from everyone here in the ramen raiders yesenia and myself uh, we'd like to thank you for uh joining us for these uh two episodes i know there were uh long ones um but hey uh, we appreciate you for sticking around all the way to the end like Yesenia said, hopefully you learned a lot. Um, hope you learned something new about us. Um, and hey, hopefully we can continue. Uh, you can continue listening to us on this journey uh, as we get a little bit more soft boiled with you. And yeah, soft boiled. <laughs> <laughs>